All right, everybody. Wednesday, September 15th. I mean, we're going national again. We've gone national before. We're going national again. International. 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 Sorry, I forgot the first part. Uh, it's six, it is 6.04 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it is, what is it, 11 o'clock, Justin? Uh, East Australian Eastern Time? It's 11.04 a.m. on a Thursday. I'm coming from the future. <laughs> it's 11.04 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, we are joined before a massive Virginia Tech game by Justin Hamilton, but not Justin Hamilton, the defensive coordinator. It is Justin Hamilton, the comedian from Australia. Grayson, go ahead and give us a rundown on our guests today. Absolutely. First off, uh, I want to I want to thank not head co- or excuse me, defensive coordinator Justin Hamilton and <laughs> Justin Hamilton, the comedian for joining the Suns Saturday today. Uh, listen, Justin, if I butcher any of this, this is coming straight from your website, so I hope it's oh. accurate. Yeah. Uh, and I quote. After 25-plus years in the industry, Justin Hamilton has carved out an incredibly successful career as a stand-up comedian, writer, and director while maintaining his unique voice within the Australian comedy scene. Justin started his career back in 1994 as part of the musical comedy duo The Bunta Boys. They toured Australia for the next five years and supported acts as diverse as Alexi Sale. Is that how you say it? Alexi Alexi Sale. Alexi Sale, the Doug Anthony All-Stars, Judith Lucy, Powderfinger, Sue Ann Post, and the Clowns of Decadence. He also produced a movie podcast with Peter Helliar, entitled Helliar and Hamo Dig Flicks. And Hamo's your nickname, right? That's what people call you. Hamo's the nickname. And you guys have interviewed Steve Carell, Joel Egerton, Morgan Spurlock, Steph Curry, and Red Dog. On that podcast, that's awesome. And for those of you who don't know, Morgan Spurlock is a supersized guy. Fun fact. Uh, To wrap this out, Justin still finds time to be one of Australia's premier stand-up comedians. He has made regular appearances at the Just for Laughs Sydney Festival, performed at the Sydney Opera House. And Justin's 2020 began with two new shows uh, at the Adelaide Fringe, where he produced a stand-up show, and Hamo was his name-o. And a new John T- and a new John Till animus play. Time is the fire. He is currently producing his second season of the Big Squid podcast. Welcome to the show, Justin. We're excited to interview you, man. This is so, awesome. I have to tell you, we're we're, we're going to be bummed out immediately because it's not it's it's uh, Stephen Curry who is an actor in Australia. It's not Stephen Curry, no basketballer. <laughs> but as soon as you said that, I immediately like I'm friends with Steve Curry, the actor, and I immediately was like, oh, why wasn't it Steph Curry? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Stephen Curry or uh, is a fantastic guy, but we all know Steve Corral from The Office. Yeah. I got to tell you, Steve Corral got me through my entire college career. I probably watched, yeah. uh, t- I probably watched The Office from beginning to end ten times. Um, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, but we are so so excited to have you. This is uh, as we were discussing before the podcast. Uh, we have the locks of Saturday, the pregame, the postgame, and we want to talk about something that's relevant. And what is more relevant than this? Um, I guess we'll just start with kind of your interaction with Virginia Tech, uh, which started following the North Carolina game. Kind of walk us through how this happened and how, you know, you began to interact with everybody from Tech. Mate, you are going to lose your mind over this. So I deliberately don't have Twitter or Facebook on my phone because it's good to, you know, have a bit of a break from social media And so I turned on my computer on one weekend and there were all these ads, all these messages on Twitter 
And my first reaction was, have I been cancelled? What's happened? Like, what is happening here? And I started to have a little panic and then I clicked on it and there were hundreds, hundreds of lovely messages from people who support Virginia Tech giving me the thumbs up after the first win thinking that I was Coach Hamilton. Saying and, things like what? Like, great job, coach. Good game. Yeah, like just- Good defensive scheme. And just message <laughs> after message after message. So I went and had a look at the photo of uh, Coach Justin Hamilton. And I can see why we are mistaken for each other. Because, we, you know, he's tall and handsome with a nice complexion. And he's got perfect eyesight and has a beautiful wife and three kids. And as you are looking at me now, we look exactly the same. So I understand (laughs) (laughs) why people mistook us. But there were so many messages. I I couldn't let it go. Like, it felt bad. So I just wrote to everyone saying, hey, thank you so much for the well wishes. Just need to point out, I am not Coach Hamilton, but I will take the accolades and I can't wait to see how we're going to go for the rest of the season. Let's build on this win. Go Hokies. And I put up a gift of Coach Taylor from Friday Night Light saying, you know, (laughs) clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. And I just thought, I just thought that would be a nice thing to put out there and that would be the end of it. And then people just kept writing to me and they were giving me heads up on stuff. And I can't stress how adorable everyone was. Everyone's been so nice. So then I started doing some research. And so, you know, I I found out that, uh, uh, Braxton Burmeister is our quarterback. He's originally from Oregon. I know Trey Turner is our wide receiver. I know Dax Holyfield is our left back, our linebacker. Uh, I even know that Knox Caden is our backup quarterback. I now know that you have to shake the keys on a third down. Uh, Let's go. Plays. I know we are playing for the Black Diamond Trophy this week that we are five down in the overall head-to-head, but we're on a three-game winning streak, so let's keep that streak going and even this shit out. So Let's go! Justin, I, am ready. I, I absolutely love this. Um, so it, was this your first interaction with Virginia Tech Athletics, Virginia Tech University, the universe, the, whatever, Grace is going to kill me for this. Was, yeah. Is this your first interaction with Virginia Tech as a whole or our athletic department as a whole? So this is this is my first interaction with Virginia Tech, right? So, so like when I was a kid, I used to play basketball and this is like, this will make you laugh. Back when I was following basketball, would start following the NBA, I would find out the results of the games two days after they were played, printed in my local paper at, in Adelaide, South Australia. So that's how I would follow the basketball. And it took me a long time to realise how uh, Americans are more passionate about college sport. And it, I didn't really understand that for a long time. And then after a while, it's, oh, because you go to the college, you have all those important life experiences there. So you love your teams, but the college is where your heart is, right? And so I've always liked college sport, but I don't have any connection to it because I didn't go to any of the uh, the uh, campuses. So this has been exciting for me because now I can go, you know what? I don't care about Auburn. I don't care about Clemson. I'm for Virginia Tech now because now I have a connection and it's great. I love that. I think this that that's a fun conversation you just broached and, and I can give my answer and Gray, I'd love to hear yours. The reason, so obviously I love Virginia Tech. I went to Virginia Tech, best decision that I ever made in my life. But in terms of college sports on a broad scale, at least here in the United States, I, I think the pageantry that surrounds it is just more yeah. genuine. Um, the fact that, you know, they're folks just like, you and me, they're not making millions of dollars. They're not, you know, kind of, 
not accessible. Um, it's just a lot more relatable. Um, and there's more yeah. personality to it. Um, again, I don't know, literally, I know nothing about sports culture in Australia. Um, yeah. but, uh, it, it's very, it's very cookie cutter, especially in the NFL, uh, here, yeah. American football is very cookie cutter. All the offenses run the same type of offense. You know, the right. stadiums are pretty boring. Um, so for me, that's why, you know, I, I fell in love with college athletics. Um, that is incredible. So, so Justin Hamilton is a Virginia Tech fan now, and you're, you're all in. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. Like, this is fantastic because, uh, you know, th- I-, I love uh, American football. And uh, the first time I ever saw a game, it, I was like a kid. I won't tell you what the game is yet, but I was a kid. I was sick at home. I was watching Wide World of Sports, and there was an interview with a quarterback that I'd never heard of before. And I watched him. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. And I thought, oh, yeah. You know, if I ever watch a game, I'll keep an eye out for him. And then two days later, it was the Super Bowl and he was playing in the Super Bowl. And I thought, oh, I'll check it out. I'll barrack for him. And then that Super Bowl just happened to be Super Bowl 23, where the 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And it was Joe Montana doing, was the quarterback uh, who did, mm-hmm. you know, the big uh, drive at the end of the match, you know, for like eight and a half minutes or something that finished with the touchdown. So that was my first ever like viewing of American football. And I was like, what did I just see? Like talk about coming in from the top rope, right? Oh, see an interview with a guy, turns out to be Joe Montana. Then you see him in a Super Bowl two two days later. It's one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. So I was like, yes, this is great. So I do have uh, between watching the Super Bowl, uh, listening to people like, uh, PTI with Tony Kornheiser and Mike yep. Wilborn and listening yep. to The Ringer with Bill Simmons Love the and Ryan Russo. Love, oh, I got Bill yep. Simmons is the reason I started podcasting. I have been listening yep. to Bill Simmons and Ryan Rossillo since yep. I was a kid. And yep. everybody that has come to work for Sons of Saturday, my vision has always been, I love the Ringer Podcast Network. I yeah. love the way that they do their website. So I yeah. always, uh, my ears perk up a little bit. Grayson knew that was coming, but I, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Ringer and Ryan and Bill and uh, they're it's awesome. so good, right? Right, it, for sure. And, you know, Cousin Sal would guess the lines, you know, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's fun to try and guess along while you're uh-huh. listening to the podcast. So, yeah. so between all of that and watching every season of Friday Night Lights, I, I feel like I have a grasp of the important aspects of American football. So do you still watch the Super Bowls? Do you still watch, um, you know, football as it is on now? So if you didn't know, yeah. the team that won the Super Bowl this past year was coached by yes. a person who played quarterback at Virginia Tech in Bruce Arians. Yes, I only just uh, discovered that this week when someone sent me a photo of the, what is it, the, the, the mm-hmm. Virginia Tech sign. And, they, yep. uh, and I knew that, uh, uh, I knew the Buccaneers had uh, won the last Super Bowl. I watched it, actually. It's, it's so much easier in the current, you know, climate to actually watch American sport, which was great because in, in the past, you know, it was tough. Like you, he was scrounging for this. Will show my age. VHS tapes. You know, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make you that old. Be that kind, please rewind. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're right towards the tail end of that. Uh, of yeah. block- I remember Blockbuster. Well, you may not remember Blockbuster, but I remember Blockbuster. Uh, we Blockbuster. Okay, okay. Did they have Blockbuster yeah. in Australia? I guess yeah. they did. It was a global company, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, friends would go to the states and they'd come back with videos of games, and then you'd watch it on your VCR. And it'd be all shaky because it's been, <laughs> you know, recorded three or four generations. And uh, so now I can just watch it in HD and it's fantastic. 
So uh, are, are you a fan of like any, any American football classics? One I'd consider maybe like, remember the Titans you mentioned, you, you tweeted the gif of Friday night lights. Yeah. Have, have, have you seen anything like that? There's gridiron gang. There's the longest yard. Oh, mate. Any given Sunday. Any given any Sunday. Any given Sunday is great. Yeah. You know yep. what this game is? It's a game about interest. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. We got to get yeah. you to come in and talk to the team. Absolutely. Oh, like, in all honesty, that is a lifelong dream: is to sit really? there with a team and give them a give them a pep up. You know, throw some little jokes in there to begin with, keep talking. You know, <laughs> make it a little bit personal, and then at the end, just get them so fired up that they run through a wall before they get out there onto the pitch. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's so funny you call it the pitch. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, over over this way, it's a field, but field, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, if anything, Justin, I'm, I'm telling you, and you might have, we, we'd have to keep this one under the wraps, maybe team only. You should record a video. You should study up on the West Virginia, Virginia Tech rivalry because the West Virginia fan base, there's a lot of material there. I'll put it that they're way. Not, they're not adorable. I they're, know they're, they're not cute. Adorable. Um, um, they, uh, the, the, we do not like. So are you planning on tuning in on Saturday? We play them or, or at least checking the results on Saturday. What time would that be? I think so. I tried to uh, watch the last game and I couldn't find uh, a server here. There were a few people online. There were, were people in the United States. There were people in Virginia that couldn't find it. So you're not, right. you're not alone. I don't feel so bad then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got up first thing in the morning and uh, checked it out and uh, saw that our running back had uh, really helped control the game. So I could uh, make a few this guy's comments. Dedicated. This guy's getting up early <laughs> in the fan. morning and make sure he catches it. I, I, I love this. So at a minimum, we got to get you, we got to get you some gear. Um, so at the end of this call, we're going to, we're going to send you some, uh, some hokey gear. Um, but that, yeah, so it's a bit, it's a big game coming up this weekend. We're going to yeah. talk a little bit about it coming up here in a little bit. Um, but Grayson, I know you had, we both had some questions about um, kind of Australia and your life over in Australia and your career. So Grayson, why don't you go ahead and take it away with that? Sure. Let's start here. We haven't asked you this yet, and maybe not anyone knows on Twitter, but what part of Australia are you from and where do you currently reside? Uh, okay. So originally I'm from Adelaide, which is uh, South Australia. So uh, if you look at a map of Australia, it's kind of right at the bottom in the middle. And uh, I'm currently uh, living in Sydney. So I've lived in Sydney for the last uh, six years. And before that, I lived in Melbourne for 13 years. So uh, Adelaide, it's a beautiful city. Uh, it's a little bit smaller than Melbourne and Sydney, so there's not quite as many opportunities. So I moved into state because there's more TV and more live gigs and, you know, just more of everything. You know what it's like. You, you know, you're doing the LA thing. You just have to go where there's a few more options to uh, further your career. So I've been here, but we've been, I've been in lockdown for three months. So I can't tell you, everyone being adorable hokey nation has been a breath of fresh air to this guy who was bored shitless sitting in this room <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's yeah, the well that's that's a good that's a good on topic question Bruce, if you don't mind button me button in for a second yeah, man, go. so can you tell us what the situation is currently in australia it's very different here whether you go state to state i mean i i'm sure yeah. you saw it we had 66,000 people in Lane Stadium um, yeah. for our opening game. Uh, some states, it's it's completely back to normal. Some counties, you have to wear a mask yeah. when you go in, into places. But I hear that, you know, in Australia, it's, you know, you guys are very much locked down. So what is the situation currently in Australia? So, you know, what happened last year was that we kind of, you know, we had, like the rest of the world, we had the, uh, the, the coronavirus hit our country and 
But I was uh, in Sydney. We were pretty lucky. I was in lockdown originally for about 10 weeks. And then it just slowly started opening up and everything started getting back to relatively normal here. And uh, it was really funny from a stand-up point of view. I don't know if you've had this with, you know, when you're in lockdown, you start to think, what's stand-up comedy going to be like? Like, what's it going to be like when I get back? And then you do your first gig and you go, ah, it's stand-up comedy. No, it's fine. It's just, (laughs) it hasn't changed at all. It's just, it's just all about the jokes. So we had a really good uh, and a very lucky end of last year, but then the uh, Delta variant uh, just snuck in and it just kind of exploded a little bit. So we're up at around, uh, we're about 1,200 cases a day at the moment, but uh, where I am also, we're trying to get to 70, 80% double vaccination to get things back to normal. At the moment, I think we're at about 70% of everyone at least being vaccinated. And so we're just trying to get that rolling and then hopefully things will get back to normal. But it's, you know, like I'm working on a TV show here that we've been doing in isolation. So can you imagine trying to create a brand new TV show? It's a panel show, but you're not in the room together. It's, it's Zoom meetings. It's it's a lot. So, so I can't, I, I can't imagine that. I did that. Uh, <laughs> working in reality television, we, oh. we, had to, we had to send handheld Sony cameras out to our talent and they had to self-shoot and our executive producers and our associate producers were on Zoom yeah. teaching them how to shoot it and teaching them how to set up the light kits and asking them the questions. It was a nightmare. It was the right. worst. Yeah, yeah it's it's hard work, isn't it? Because also, you know what it's like when you're just sitting together in the same room. Oh, yeah. You know, you have a an idea and you can just turn around and go, hey, what about this? But when you're away from each other, do I send it as an email? Do I send it as a text? Oh, I better make a call. Oh, they're on the phone. You know, it's just the, right. the, the simplest of things becomes a procedure, doesn't it? No, and no craft service when you're working remotely, you know? No, mate. The worst. No, the worst. <laughs> I need some snacks. I need some snacks. I need some Nutella. <laughs> I've got some blood sugar levels that are dropping rapidly. That's right. <laughs> so how have you, um, you know, so explain, are you guys able to go to the, to the grocery store or are, yeah. are, are bars a thing? Like what is the, uh, so, so it is, it is necessities and that's it. Are you wearing masks when you're outside exercising? How, you know, how, how locked down is it from a outside of work perspective? Uh, no, you don't have to wear a mask for exercising. So, which is great because, you know, there's nothing worse than going for a run and breathing in your own CO2. <laughs> Like yes. it's a bad look. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, when we film the TV show, uh, where we're filming, I'm lucky I'm only 10-minute walk from the studio and we have to go in through a little side door. Like everyone who's filming it is in a little bubble from the rest of the building. So we're, you know, very COVID safe and it's uh, it's masks for the whole day as well. So you're trying to, you know what it's like, trying to just have a conversation and you're wearing masks. It's a lot of leaning in because you're not really hearing people properly. So it's it's tricky, but we're hoping uh, October 18th that we'll be able to, you know, just go out. And the thing that I'm missing, and I don't know how you guys felt when you were in lockdown, but the thing I missed the most, it, it's not performing, it's, it's nothing. I just want to go to a restaurant. I just want uh, someone to give me a things. meal. I mm. am sick of um, cooking. Um, I'm sick of cooking, sitting, turning around going, Good work, Hamo. Nice. You know, it'd be nice to actually just be sitting somewhere with someone and being able to have a chat and eat some nice food. 
Yeah, Grayson, no. we talked about that a bunch of times. Like it's, it's amazing how much you take for granted things that, um, you know, are just kind of a typical Wednesday or a typical Sunday activity. Um, yeah. and you have the ability to do that. Um, so yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Was, I, that, uh, was that food or what were, what were you guys looking forward to when uh, you fun to get <laughs> go, going to the bar just yeah going not even go- with a lot of people though like no. really just sitting down and having a bud light and chatting it up with some people or yeah um like our, we lived so as soon as lockdown happened um it's okay we can go off the rails here uh as soon as lockdown started i i went back home and i moved back in uh with my family my brother was at school a little bit away from us uh and then when my brother went back to school i figured you know i i kind of want to do something because we're work from home like I want to check some stuff out. So I actually am originally from New Jersey, which is right by New York yep. City. Um, yep. And I drove from there all the way across the country. I did a month in Colorado and I skied and then I went to Utah wow. and I went to Arizona. And now I'm out here in San Diego um, driving across the country. So I was seeing a lot. But what I hated was, you know, depending on what state you went to, it was very much, you know, contactless pickup. You're not you're not really getting the full experience of meeting everybody. Um, so I just tried to do as many outdoorsy stuff, as much outdoorsy stuff as I could, but yeah. especially towards the beginning when stuff was really crazy. I mean, you were afraid to see your grandparents, afraid to see your neighbor, afraid to yeah. see anybody that was, I was literally running like laps in my backyard to stay, yeah. <laughs> to stay in some sort of shape. Um, you know, and it yeah. was, uh, anytime you'd come back from the grocery store, my dad be spraying us down with Lysol, like just a crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy time, especially in the beginning. Oh, Are you- no, I totally get that. What about you, Grayson? Well, I mean, Los Angeles has been an epicenter hotbed for COVID ever since the jump. That preliminary, that preliminary lockdown was was terrible. I hated working from home. You work in television and film and production. You know how it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it was just awful. Uh, I was actually an executive assistant to a an executive producer and president of the production company I worked for, so I was always on call, and I, I kind of had to go into the office. Uh, after about three months, it just, it wasn't sustainable for me to work from home and, uh, going in was, was terrifying, especially at its peak. I mean, people were dying left and right. There was no vaccine. And so it was, it was scary. It definitely was. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A a friend of mine got COVID early last year and she's like a 32, 33 year old singer really looks after herself, really healthy. And it just knocked her for a loop for about four or five months. And then, after that, you know, you'd go out for a drink and she'd have like two glasses of wine in an hour. And she'd be like, I've got to go home. I'm done. You know, like yeah. she, it just took her so long to get back on track. So I understand that fear. Yeah, it's I mean, it's terrifying. But uh, I actually wanted to, to kind of transition this uh, to some questions about yourself. I mean, when did you realize that you wanted to get into comedy and what's the what's the comedy scene in Sydney, Australia like? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, it's uh, it's been uh uh, it, it's a it's a fun town, and there's a great. Uh, we, we have our version of the comedy store here, which is a beautiful, made for comedy room. You know, the uh, the stage isn't too high. The audience is all in front of you on like a like a one hundred and fifty degree angle, so they're not. You know, you're not. You know what it's like when you perform in a room and that's on a one hundred and eighty, and you can turn your back to a part of the audience by accident. So the ceiling's low. It's such a nice room, but. I wanted to be a writer when I was a kid and my mum, you know, she encouraged it. She was right into it. And then when I was about 16, there was a uh, comedy musical trio that you mentioned in my bio called the Doug Anthony All-Stars. 
And I went and saw them and uh, made friends with them and they looked at my writing. And uh, one of the guys said, oh, this is really funny. You should try stand-up because, you know, you can write a novel, spend two or three years writing a novel, send it off, and it, you don't know if it's any good. Well, you don't know if it's how to improve it. You just don't know. But, uh, you know, you know what it's like. You have an idea. It's a joke. You go on stage. You say it. Audience laughs or doesn't laugh. You can fix it and you can immediately move on kind of thing. So I thought, yeah, yeah. Why not give that a go? And uh, started off in a duo. Uh, you, you said bunter. It's uh, it's bunter. Uh, bunter is a South Australian Aboriginal word, which means crazy. So we were the crazy boys. Very a very young comedy kind of name, isn't it, for the nineties? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, okay. Yeah, we used to do songs and sketches, and we kind of played characters. And I did that for about five years, and then I segued into uh, solo stand up. So it's and it's been. You know, it's been a crazy year. You know, been working with uh, uh, recently with Sasha Baron Cohen on some stuff, and that's been exciting. And uh, wow, yeah. So it's all been it's 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 a strange year. It's like the highs are amazing, and then you sit in your apartment for ten weeks, going, "Am I ever going to see anyone again?" So it's bizarre, but you know, things are starting to pick up, and it's also nearly you know we're heading towards summer. So you know sure. what it's like, yeah. Sure. Your self-esteem and, you know, the extra vitamin D just starts to bring you back from the edge, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Dude, I didn't know that summer was in a different time than it was here. It's the hemispheres, man. I, dude, I, I I didn't know that. I'm wait. learning stuff right now. So you guys have Christmas is in, like, summertime? That's pretty tight. Oh, oh yeah. Santa Claus is wearing a tank top. He's wearing wow. uh, sunscreen. He is being careful when he comes to Australia. Wow. So, you know, so it's funny because, like, I'm watching, you know, like uh, – say the new england patriots playing in a game and it's freezing cold and i'm sitting mm-hmm. here in shorts <laughs> yeah. watching yeah. it and i'm also watching it at like 10 a.m and it's night time <laughs> so yeah. I, I remember when i first uh, uh uh came to the states when i was 17 i came with my uh basketball club and played uh basketball around california against high school teams and uh it was so funny going to an nba game First game I saw live was Golden State Warriors versus Utah Jazz back in the day with Run TMC, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, Chris Mullen up against Karl Malone and John so Stockton. Cool. Wow. And it's so weird because I'm watching this game and it's nighttime and I'm like, this is not making any sense. I'm so right. used to watching in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. speaking, speaking of, uh, of, of cool things like that, I, I read a little bit about your Can You Take This Photo, Please podcast that you were a oh, part yeah. of. So to give you all some background, and this is, again, I read this on your website, so correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. Justin had a twice-weekly podcast from 2010 to 2017 called Can You Take This Photo, Please, in which he would chat to other comedians, including but not limited to Simon Pegg, Mark Marin, Judith Lucy, Tony Martin, and Dave Anthony to name a few, just about their craft yeah. and the comedy that they did. And the name comes from the fact that when Hamilton would be hanging out with his famous friends, people would ask him, Hey, can you take this picture? <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I hilarious. It, I said it as a joke to one of my friends. It was like, if I'm ever going to write an autobiography, it's going to be called, can you take this photo please? Cause I'm always, you know, talking to, uh, you know, some of my friends in Australia are, like super famous and so you know you're in the you know you're chatting to someone and then people are nice but they're like oh, yeah mate can you take this photo for me and it's ah oh, no worries so i thought it felt like a funny title for a for a podcast so but um you know dave anthony dave anthony's an american comedian who hosts the dollop 
podcast with Gareth Reynolds, if you've never heard it, where he uh, talks about American history. And uh, he, he comes out here and tours a lot. And so uh, he's a good mate of mine. Oh, awesome. I'll have to check that out. I I, yeah. I obviously know Simon Pegg. Mark Marin is a regular at the Comedy Store and, yeah. and a legend in his own right with his podcast. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. I'll have to check out Dave Anthony for yeah, sure. Yeah, so, so I did that for about seven years and then uh, things just got, I don't know, I just kind of got a little bit bored of the format, to be honest. It's like, you know, you've, you've done it and then you just need new challenges and I thought I'll give it a few years off to come up with something else and then... Uh, the Big Squid podcast actually started as a TV pitch for Australia to do an after show about the HBO limited series Watchmen. And Australians here didn't realise how big that TV series was going to be. And I kept saying to them, this is going to be huge. It's the guy that created Lost and the Leftovers. Watchmen is a big, you know, loved graphic novel that's influenced pop culture in so many different ways that you don't realise. They didn't go for it. I turned it into a podcast, had a good time, and then went, ah, let's just keep doing it. So now it has this weird title, Big Squid, which refers to a very specific thing in Watchmen, but it's uh, now it's just talking to people from all over the world about, you know, what they love. I just want to put some positivity out into the world. You know, everyone's so negative. Let's talk about the movies and the Thank TV you. shows and the music that we love, you know? <laughs> yes. Let's be into things. Let's not be yes. negative. It's easy to shit on things. You know what's, you yes. know what's brave? standing up to people and saying, you know what? I love it. I love it. I know. I don't care what you think because I am into it. So, Yo, J-Ham, you're speaking my language, J-Ham. <laughs> you're speaking my language, yeah, man. We got we, we to collaborate with Big Squid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. We should do, uh, we'll do a crossover. Oh, absolutely. Should, yeah. yeah. I would love to do that. And we should get a, we, I'd love to get your, re- I mean, you've obviously done your research. Like I'm, I, I think it is so cool how you've been, uh, you kind of, you know, who's, who's playing where and some of the other stuff going on. Um, but we'd love to kind of hear from you after each game, if you're able to keep up with it, or if you need help finding the game, we can help, help direct you to it. Um, you know, that would be there's helpful. An app, there's an app. You can listen to the game on radio if you're interested oh. in doing that and we can help you out with. So yeah, um, let's do that. That sounds yeah, good. We can, we can hook you, hook you up. John laser, good friend, been on the podcast a couple of times. He's the voice. Yeah of the Hokies you can listen to it right there um but so this next section we usually do um a rapid fire type um type deal but instead what we're going to do is some sort of trivia questions about Virginia Tech um where we'll ask you and if you don't know the answer we'll actually just kind of fill you in and give you some uh give you some background so do you know the name of the stadium where Virginia Tech plays oh no no I don't know is it a does it have a name that is important to Virginia Tech or is it owned, like, is it a company name? Do you know Go ahead, Greg. It's, it's a name uh, that is important to Virginia Tech. Uh, it's called Lane Stadium is where the Hokies play. Yeah. And it's named, at, well, it was, you know, the football team started playing on a dusty field behind Lane Hall. Right. And, Lane's first name is escaping me, and that pains isn't me. To my Edward, core. Isn't it Edward Lane? I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I, I I think so. I'm so mad at myself that this is escaping me right now. Regardless, he is a distinct. He was a distinguished Virginia Tech uh, person, individual. I'll put it. That I'm, way. I'm sorry, I can't help you out with that. The only lanes that I can <laughs> think of are Lois and Penny Lane. So uh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so can you name a couple of notable alumni from Virginia Tech, whether they be football players or normal functioning members of society? You cannot say Grayson and myself as the notable uh, uh, alumni, unfortunately. Come on. We're going to rule ourselves out. <laughs> well, the only person that I do know is, uh, I, I might pronounce his last name incorrectly, is it Bruce Arians? Is that how? Bruce or? Arians. Very Arians. good. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so uh, I did know that. So a couple that you may know. So you do know who Steph Curry is for the uh, for the Golden State Warriors. His father, oh, Dell, played oh, Virginia yes. Tech. At, uh, played basketball at Virginia Tech. We had oh, uh, yeah. Michael Michael Vick, uh, very oh. good uh, quarterback. <laughs> um, yeah. Mixed mixed feelings for Michael Vick some places, yeah. but it is Great. as they said on the office. Mike did his time. He did his time. So, <laughs> did his time. Um, he did Just his time. You know, maybe don't show him your puppy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taken. To back up, to back up real quick, Edward Hudson Lane, VPI graduate. I knew it was Ed. I, I Edward, you were right. Edward yeah. H- Hudson Lane, VPI <laughs> graduate and 1960s member of the Board of Visitors. That is who Lane City was named after. Boom. Right. Um, right. Anyone, uh, I mean, uh, who Frank Beamer is obviously, uh, you know, a legend. He was the head coach before Coach uh, Coach Fuente got in. Um, he was at Virginia Tech forever. Uh, one of the best college football coaches ever. Hoda. Um, yes. Hoda Kotb, uh, Good Morning America. Do you yep. know Hoda Kotb? Good Morning no. America. Oh well, no, she's a hokey. She she's hopes, a gem. She hopes, uh, Good Morning America. Who who else? Oh, one of our punters. Uh, a couple years ago, he was actually a good friend of mine. Is from Sydney. He was at Pro Kick Australia, uh, and he was part of the um, of the uh, transfer type. Um, school where everybody learn, goes from Australian rules football to American football. And he was actually our punter. Uh, his oh. name's Oscar Bradburn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had, so I'm just trying to find it for you now. And by the way, this is extremely difficult because there's all these messages here. So maybe I should have looked for this earlier. But there's, <laughs> there's, there's a few Australian uh, hokey supporters. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone reached out to me. Uh, the uh, uh, You know what? Let, let's keep going because I don't want to wait. Oh, here we go. Kevin Clevenger. Is, Kevin and Clevenger. He, yeah, and he's written to me to say a lot of Hokies in Sydney with him and his wife. So oh, that is there you very go. Cute. Maybe you guys will have to find the Hokie, the Hokie bar or start one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that one. exists. In Hokie, Hokie down under. <laughs> Hokie down under. Hokie down under. Um, what about teams that we hate? So I know you're new. Virginia Tech space, so we need to educate you on who we dislike. Do you know who we dislike? Oh, you don't. Okay, so we can. No, no. So I, I know. So, so can I ask a question? Because sometimes you you don't want to join in on something until you know exactly what you're talking about. Right. right? I just also want to paint the picture really quickly. So Justin Hamilton has a pen in hand and is literally taking notes on what we're talking about right now. So yes, go ahead. Ask, ask, (laughs) ask right away. So someone wrote to me on Twitter. They said, oh, we're playing uh, West Virginia. Yes. And they put in quotation marks, they're a direction school. And I was like, oh, what, what, what does that? Oh, you didn't know what that means either? Grayson, what so, is that? Uh, I, I, maybe just West Virginia, yes. a direction school. I mean, yes. I don't. So you can I got say a lot meaner things about them. I don't know why they choose that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like, because I didn't know what it meant, so I had to do a little look, and it was like, you know, we're Virginia Tech. They're just West Virginia. West Virginia, right, 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 right. Of course. We're the flagship university. 
Completely agree. Complete. So I, I get where he's coming from now. So we dislike West Virginia, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. We dislike the University of Virginia. Uh, they are located oh. north of us, and they are our state rival. Uh, if you want to call them a rival, we have beaten them, what, 16 out of the last 17 times, Grayson? Yes, correct. It's not a, I, it's not a rival. No, it's, it's not a rival. It's, it's, it's a warm-up. Yeah. yeah, it's, a, it's, it's baby bro. It's a yeah. public flogging is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, that is exactly what it's been. And one that's uh, we, acceptable by society. <laughs> yes, one, encouraged, encouraged, actually. Um, we dislike North Carolina. As you know, North Carolina stands for everything we don't stand for. Um, they're like they're like that kid at school who always has the nicest shoes and who always has like the, the new backpack um, yeah. and thinks he's, you know, hot shit, but really poser. he's just kind of, yeah, he's a poser. poser. He, yeah. He's got the Jordans on, but he can't right. ball. He right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Grayson. But, but he's bringing, he's bringing the Jordan attitude, you know, he's taking right. everything personally, but who gives right. a shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there anybody else that I can't really think of anybody else that we hate? I mean, um, in terms of large schools, my, my, uh, Miami, Miami, There's we just like Miami. We, yeah. we don't like Miami. Uh, yeah. Is that the hurricanes? That's right. It is. Nothing. <laughs> God, yeah. Jay Ham. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's and, go. And then, and then out of conference or in, depending on it, they're out of. They're not in our conference and never will be. And I hope they never are. Uh, University of Notre Dame. We don't like them oh, either. Right. Oh, I definitely right. want them in our conference, but we don't, I, you know, they're, we don't, we, we don't actually like play them. them. We play them later this year. That game will definitely, I think, be on national television. Yes. Yeah, um, right. That'll, that's coming up in about three weeks. Okay. Uh, we, we, we do actually have a Sons of Saturday Irish. They're our Notre Dame affiliate. We love the guys right. who do it. We just yeah. don't like Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you can meet um, in a in a neutral area and enjoy each other's company, and then for go back sure. to your camps. For exactly. sure. One of the most important. So you already said that you know that we shake the keys on third down. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you already know that. Uh, but what song does Virginia Tech run out to before the game oh, starts? Oh, I don't know. Can I take a? Say yes. I'll, I'll take. I'll just take a wild swing. I'm just trying to think of something. Uh, I don't know. Is it Phil Collins in the air tonight? Close. That's a good That's guess. Close. That's, That's a, a good really good guess. guess. Can we give guess. you one more guess? Because maybe you'll get it on your second guess. Oh, can we tell um, him the? Can we tell him the artist? Yeah, uh, yeah. it's Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is it? Enter Sandman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. So if you have That's some cool. time, you need to go to YouTube and type in "Enter Sandman Virginia Tech." And just right. watch a couple of those videos. It is fantastic. If you guess ever... what I have heaps of time, I will definitely yeah, do that. Fantastic, <laughs> heaps of time. Um, that was great, Grayson. Do you have any other areas that we need to fill in Jay Ham on? I mean, we have a new basketball coach. His name's Coach Young. He eats popcorn oh, yeah. and does a great job, uh, and is making our basketball team better. Sure. Um, you know, huge, uh, huge updates on facilities. Though a lot of exciting yeah. things are happening in Blacksburg, Virginia. You gotta, if, if you want to know what's going on, Jayham, you gotta listen. Check out our podcast. Check out the yeah. website. We're gonna send you some swag and stuff, and we're gonna, we're, we're gonna get you right. You're gonna be the first package that we have sent to internationally. Australia. Yeah, this yeah. Our, for, actually, this might, yeah, you're right. This is our first international shipment of uh of sons of saturday shout out Carol. to uh to dhl who will probably be delivering yeah. that to your door <laughs> yeah. um bill are you are you ready to we can take this thing home move into the letters of the lunch pail? yeah let's let's go letters from lunch pail uh 
Jayhem, as you saw, as soon as we announced that you were coming on, people were fired up. People had questions about the Yankee hat. People had questions about, yeah. <laughs> you know, the hand sign and everything else. So we're just going to uh, – I skimmed a couple off the top, um, but uh, we'll start with this one. This one is from Stephanie Gomez-Wilson. She Hi, says, Stephanie. I'm imp- uh, Hello, Stephanie. I'm impressed with your research skills, Justin, and recent tweets about hokey traditions. What has been the most interesting thing you have learned? I hope we keep winning and you continue to see the happy side of this big family. Welcome to Hokie Nation. Well, you know, it's just like, I can't, I can't stress how nice everyone is. And also I reckon there's some people who still don't realize that I'm not the actual coach. So I can't, I'm starting to get to a point now when people congratulate me, I reckon there's some people that are definitely on the, on the take, like they know who I am. And then there's still some people coming in who don't know, and I'm just answering it, you know, with a heads up and giving them thank you, <laughs> you know, or just the like, just let them have their moment. But the, I have to say, I like the keys. I like the idea of the, the jangling of the keys on the third down, especially when, you know, if they have to get quite a bit of yardage and they have to throw it and you've got all this noise going on, I could imagine that's really intimidating. So that was one of those things when uh, when it was first told to me uh, online, I was like, oh, yeah, I like I like that a lot. That sounds like if you have tens of thousands of people in that stadium, that sounds intimidating. I'd like to be a part of that. Do you know, do you know the, I guess, the double entendre nature of that? It's no. called key play. You just oh, key play. You take your right. keys out and you jangle the keys for yep. key play because it's a big right. play. So. Right, um, right. So I have two questions. This is a double-headed monster from our, our favorite Beth Barnes. She asks, A, can I borrow the term Hamilton for a potential game day poster? <laughs> yes, absolutely, <laughs> Beth. Approved. <laughs> Approved yes. stamp. Yes, please. And part B is, are Australian football rules more badass than American football? So I would uh, love you guys to, uh, if you've never seen an AFL game, Australian Rules Football, you would probably watch it and think, what is happening? Because, you know, when you watch American football, it's, you know, it's a a rectangle essentially and it's very structured, et cetera. And then when you watch uh, Aussie Rules, no one's wearing any pads whatsoever and you've got massive dudes who are, They've got body shapes that are a little bit more similar to American basketballers, you know, like it's a little bit because it's a little bit more aerobic because you're running around a massive, massive field and people can come at you from left, right and centre. So (laughs) when you have a collision, it's kind of equal parts exciting and is that person ever going to stand up again? So it is. Sounds more badass, honestly. Well, I think, um, I don't know if it's more, I, I think it's different badass if that makes sense, you know, like I would never, you know, American footballers are they're big cats, you know, like they're big dudes, you know, they're, they're strong, but the Aussie rules one, I think you'd enjoy it. You, I, I'd be interested to know if you were watching on TV, it would be harder to kind of get an idea of uh, how the game plays because it's, right. it's a little bit more like, um, I didn't really understand ice hockey until I saw it live. Because when you're watching it on TV, especially when I first started watching it, it's hard to pick up the puck and you it gives know. you epilepsy when you're trying to watch it. I mean, you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Seriously, yeah, I mean, it's like, what yeah. is happening? People are getting crushed, and you have no idea yeah. where the puck is. Like I just, I don't know. So funny, but when you're sitting in the stadium, you can see people coming on and off, etc. Right, right. You you can kind mm-hmm. of take in the game a little bit more. So uh, 
So I would say to uh, Beth, I reckon it's just a different type of badass. What, uh, so Pete McGee asks, what American universities were you familiar with prior to this? So you had no idea Virginia Tech existed, I'm assuming. No, 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 I did know, uh, I did know about Virginia Tech, like uh, I had heard of the name before. Uh, You know, uh, uh, who was that? That was Pete who asked that question, was that right? Mm -hmm. Pete McGee. Pete McGee. Uh, So uh, probably the first uh, university that I knew about was UCLA because when I was, uh, I started following the uh, Lakers in 1983 when they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers 4-0. And then the next year, uh, the Boston Celtics beat them 4-3. Yes, they did. All my friends were Boston and Philadelphia fans, and I was like, Magic Johnson's the guy for me. And uh, I, I was reading about uh, the players, and I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for UCLA. So that was my first college that I knew about. I actually saw UCLA play basketball against, I feel like it was UNLV in 1989 when I first came over. But I'm, I'm pretty across uh, a lot of the colleges, just basically through... Uh, uh, as I said, listening to uh, American podcast PTI, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, you know, they're so much fun and they've got such a great dynamic. So I kind of get a little taste of not only every team and, and who's ranked and who's doing well, etc. I know about the divide with college coaches going into the uh, NFL, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. being great in college, maybe not finding the NFL much to their liking because, you know, right. Seems like you don't have as much power in the NFL, whereas in college, you're the man. It's your right. team. You know, mm-hmm. Nick Saban is answering to nobody. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and he's uh, not coaching grown people with kids and you know uh, right. mortgage and stuff. So it's a, it's a completely different dynamic. Yeah, um, grown ups just saying, you know what? I'm not staying longer for. Training. <laughs> I got a wife. It's, you're talking to uh, you're talking to a big Celtics fan here. So we got yeah. the sacred Lakers Celtics crossover, and also. Uh, I'm a big St. John's fan, which is where Chris Mullen played his yes. college basketball in uh, in Queens, New York. Um, and he coached so for a while, didn't he? He did. He coached at St. John's. Um, he coached after Steve Lavin. And then uh, yeah. I know he stepped down recently. Uh, I'm not sure what he's gotten into uh, after that. Um, yeah. But uh, another Celtics. question. Oh, sorry. Your Celtics are in an interesting place. They are an interesting place. Uh, have- it's It's. Yeah, it's it's you know I, I we have a new coach and uh, I think Brad will serve better as the GM. Um, yeah. But it's crazy it's crazy that we went from having so many superstars to kind of reshuffling the deck a little bit. But we got some good young talent, so we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Pete also wants to know. So are you are you planning on trying to watch some hockey games in the future? Obviously, it's tough to watch noon games, but um, you know if there's a night game in the future that lines up, are you planning on watching some games? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I think the uh, last week's game, I worked out the time difference and it was like 3 a.m. here, <laughs> which Jeez. was, it was just that really rough period between, like, if it was 1 a.m., oh, yeah, I'll stay up late. Or if it was 5 a.m., it's like, I'll get up early. But 3 a.m. is like, oh. Yeah, it's no man's land. Yeah. Mate, I'm 48. I turn 49 next week. You know what I will do? Happy birthday. Thank when you? is your birthday? What day is your birthday? We got to make sure that uh, everybody floods your DMs <laughs> with your birthday with happy Thanks. birthday. Hey, coach, 20th. happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 20th of September. Poor Coach Hamilton must be thinking, why is nobody saying nice things <laughs> to me for all my work? And who is that pale little fella down there taking all my accolades? <laughs> he's, got, he's got cobwebs in his DMs. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Next question. 
who is your favorite or who are some of your favorite VT Twitter accounts, plural, because I know there's some good ones out there. That question comes from Joe Rogers. Uh, okay. So I have so many. So I've just started following uh, quite a few, uh, but I feel like most of my stuff is like really, really personal people. Do you know what I mean? Like just uh, I, sure. I, yeah. like Beth has written to me uh, a number of times. You know, there's a, a guy called Pete Morris who yep. has been writing to me. Pete a, Morris? Pete <laughs> Morris. Yeah. Shout uh, out, Pete. He, yep, he is an absolute delight. Uh, who else is here? I've got... Um, Pete Morris is the man. He's the uh, he's the SID over at Virginia Tech, so he controls everything that goes on with the media uh, yeah. and media uh, player and uh, engagement. Right, okay. Uh, uh, Jake Mintz, who's uh, Hokey Perfect. Uh, mm. That's his Twitter handle. Uh, so that is, uh, he's been a, a real sweetheart, but yeah, like I have to tell you, there has been so many, um, it's, it's overwhelming to, it's hard to make a choice. Do you How know many followers I mean? have you gotten? Do you know, I mean, is it, is it tens? Is it hundreds? How many people have followed you from Virginia tech, um, uh, so far? It, it looks like a couple of hundred in a wow. few, like in, like in 10 days. That's crazy. And, and it's great. Like it's uh, yeah, well, we're we're hoping to keep it going. It's funny because you're because uh, you're a big thing here. I'm sure it's big in Australia too. It's being verified as having the blue check mark. Oh, yeah. Hamilton doesn't have the blue check mark. It's actually I was trying to mention him in a tweet the other day, and you popped up before he did before all of this hoopla started. Um, right. So I think it's just going to keep happening, honestly. Um, and right. you know what? It's good for the brand. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep, we'll it, keep it rolling. Um, what, what, what I like is that people were looking at uh, your coach Hamilton and then went to my Twitter handle, saw a little animated picture of me in their <laughs> profile and a still from the movie Interstellar. I went, yep, that's, that's our him. Guy. That's him. We got him. We got him. We um, got him. So actually, we got a question from uh, Coach Ethan, who is uh, one of the assistants over at the Virginia Tech Wrestling Program. By the way, if you don't know, Virginia Tech Wrestling is one of the top 10 programs in the country right. um, competing for national titles. So right. keep an eye out on Virginia Tech Wrestling. Uh, Coach says, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Any chance that Coach Hamilton could convince any of the Wallabies to come play some American football? And who would you send if you could? That's really funny. That's really funny because uh, so it, so in Australia, we have Aussie rules football and we have rugby. And I'm more of an Aussie rules supporter. So I'm not really quite across the rugby. So that is actually, uh, I'm a bit stifled to be able to give you an answer for that. But if I was to go, if I can cheat for the coach, uh, I would uh, suggest maybe uh, Patrick Dangerfield, who is a great uh, Geelong football that, uh, player. So that would be the guy who I think That name is awesome. Oh, yeah. It's a good name, isn't it? Awesome name. Uh, he is, uh, he'd be a good kicker and I think he would, he's quick as well. So he would be maybe, uh, like he probably could be a receiver, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of people physically that would <laughs> not be crushed by one of your linebackers <laughs> in, in the first time they touch the ball. So, uh, so I'm cheating a little bit, but that would be my answer there. Question from Treadmill Horse. Would you ever fly to the U.S. for a game sometime down the line? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've already someone someone offered me a ticket. <laughs> ah, so nice. Damn, we gotta yeah, get you know, together for a game. Yeah, okay. I would definitely do it. I would definitely come and hang out. As I said, it's like I've always been 
college sport curious, but never never had that connection, you know. So it's 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 hard to know who to support or who to kind of, you know, sink your teeth into. And this has been the perfect way to go, ah, I now have a college team. This is great. Jayham, we're gonna okay. All right, we're gonna write this down and we're gonna get you to a Virginia Tech game uh sometime sometime here when the world gets back to normal. That would be fantastic. Gotta get you to meet Coach Hamilton, get a nice little nice, nice little face to face uh twins finally reuniting. It'll be uh it'll, <laughs> we it'll can be remake good stuff. it. I'll be the Danny DeVito to his Arnold Schwarzenegger. There you go. <laughs> uh, next question that we have uh, comes from The Real Deal. He says, Australia is known for some of the most dangerous wildlife. What animal would you choose as a mascot from Australia to lead the uniform of your created team? To lead, oh, his, yeah. to lead his uni. He's referring yeah. to university. Oh, uni. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, the, the University of Hamilton. Uh, is it? Okay. Am I allowed to? Is is he first name real, or do I have to call him Mister Deal? Like uh, <laughs> hey, real deal. That's always you always want to be polite. <laughs> yeah, your your uh, your rules. I don't think his name is actually Real Deal. <laughs> don't ruin it. No, I want to believe it. <laughs> um, I I reckon uh, you know there's the um, there's a fake animal that Australians love to tell people about, which is called a drop bear. And we always just we say, oh, don't go up to the north of Australia. The drop bears will get you. You know, they have really sharp thumbs and they have really sharp teeth and they shoot lasers out of their eyes. <laughs> so you want to keep an eye on them. So even though it's a mythical uh, Australian animal, maybe I'd, I'd be the University of Hamilton drop bears. Wow. Drop bears. Drop yeah. bears. Shooting. But if, yeah. But if the, yeah, we, um, yeah. But if the real deal wants a real animal, uh, brown snakes here. Uh, super scary. The so Hamilton brown snakes. Yeah, they wow. are super scary. Like they are, you know, you see one and even looking at it weirdly could be, you know, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going down. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys do have some pretty screw screwball wildlife over there. I will say that. <laughs> Everything right. that can kill you lives in Australia. Right. right. <laughs> and, and we're so laissez-faire about it. We're walking around wearing, you know, uh, flip-flops, Shorts. Oh no, it's a brown snake. No gun. You guys have no guns. I mean, if no a drop guns. bear comes down, you you know, it's just you know. I Mate. guess you're getting lasered. Mate, you just have to punch on. You have to. <laughs> have to <laughs> I guess you're getting vaporized by. The I got to tell you, what there. one of the words associated with our football team. Uh, we like to say that we're a gritty football team. I would say yeah. that. I would say that Australia is absolutely a gritty, uh, gritty continent. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Cap for sure. Gritty is good. Gritty. Is I good, uh, went first. I saw this video. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the internet. He's a comedian, uh, internet comedian, uh, Cody Coe. I don't know if you're familiar with the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this new thing. It's called the internet. You know, I can't wait. Right. Hang on a second. How do you spell that? <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's it's c o c o d y, and then it's just k o. But he yeah. he basically does his commentary of this guy from Australia yeah. who jumped in crocodile infested waters uh, off of. Five, five to six cups of goon. I assume you know what goon is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd never heard of that, but goon is right. apparently very cheap boxed wine in oh. in uh, in Australia. Oh yeah, like don't spill it on your arm. 
Right, 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 right. So apparently, I drink this, it, but don't spill it. <laughs> this this guy is off five cups of goon, jumps in croc infested waters, gets bit, and lives to tell the tale. Why did he do it to impress a girl? And it's the it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And if that does not resonate with grit, I don't know what does. <laughs> So Mate, those things are massive and they are from the dinosaur period. I would not be, I would have, you know, five cups of goon and gladly pass out and not go <laughs> anywhere near them. There's no girl that you need to impress that much. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess not. Uh, <laughs> Justin, my last question, this letter from the lunch pail actually comes from yours truly. Um, as a young man living in Los Angeles in a new chapter of his life, looking to get into comedy comedic acting, things of that nature. What advice do you have for me? So this is some advice that was given to me uh, decades ago. And I have been able, and it was given to me specifically because I started off in a duo. And it is also advice that I've been able to apply in acting, in radio, in TV, in podcasting. And it's it's really, it, it sounds kind of really uh, you know, straightforward. But the advice is always listen. Always listen to what's happening. Even when you're doing stand-up, always listen to the audience because when you listen, you react truthfully. But if you're just waiting for your next line, you can miss something. And you would have seen this, Grayson, with like audiences where someone yells something out, right? And what they actually yell out is really positive. Good work. I agree. Funny joke. And the comedian who doesn't listen and just hears someone yells out and then just, you know, why don't you save your breath to blow up your girlfriend when you get home and just, you know, throws a heckle line at them and you go, everyone in the audience goes, uh, they were yelling out something nice. Why have you gone to town on them? You know? Sure. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, with radio, with uh, TV, whatever you're doing, it's all, all about listening, I reckon. And then that means that you're present in every moment. And when you're present, you're more truthful and when you're more truthful, people get to know you and therefore if they know you, then you're funnier. Do you know what I mean? Like when sure. they feel like they know who you are, the jokes pop even more. And I think the other thing is, is that you always have to be writing. Like, And writing doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit in front of the computer every day uh, or, with a, or with a book. Writing is walking along and having an idea and workshopping it in your head and uh, you know, and then sit down and write some notes kind of thing. So always, uh, always listen and always be writing. That would be my two bits of advice. Awesome. I'm all ears and I do appreciate that. I, I lied. I, I thought I was going to be the last question, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I got to throw in one more from our resident Aussie in Virginia tech land, Oscar Bradburn. Uh, he asks, do you have a pet kangaroo? <laughs> He's, that is a very funny question because Americans always ask us if we have pet kangaroos. So he's doing a little inside Australia comedy joke there. So that is great. I don't have a pet kangaroo, but if I did, he can. I guarantee him I would be riding it to work every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oscar is awesome, man. And, and just, uh, are there any local spots um, that you are privy to, or uh, you're usually hanging out at um, when when the world is open? Uh, what are some of the spots that you hit over there? Curious if any of our Australian uh, listeners are looking for spots to go, or may go to the same place. 
Yeah, well, the uh, for comedy, it's the the comedy store, or uh, if they want something that's a little bit left of center, you know, a little bit alternative. There's Giant Dwarf in Sydney, which is in Surrey Hills. So they're the two places that I like to perform the most. Uh, hanging out, there's some great restaurants on Crown Street uh, in Surrey Hills. So uh, there's a place called Pastor Amelia. That's the you know when I said to you I want to eat in a restaurant. As soon as I was saying that, in my head, I was like, oh, Pastor Amelia, that's where I want to be. Um, <laughs> and then uh, for anyone who's visiting uh, and has never been to Sydney before, um, I would heartily recommend going down around 4 o'clock to the Sydney Opera House and sitting outside and looking at the city on your left and looking at the Sydney Harbour Bridge on your right and having the Opera House just to your side and sitting there and having a drink and watching the sunset because it is beautiful. Yeah, you're painting the picture. That sounds fantastic. I got to get um, over there. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to I go, I've always get wanted over to go there. To, I've always wanted to go to Australia. And if you're committed to coming to a tech game, we definitely got to make our way out to Australia. I've, I've always, seriously, I've always, always wanted to go. It's just anytime I talk to Oscar about the flight, he's just like, man, like if you're not staying for at least 10 days, it's really kind of not worth it. Uh, because oh, the flight my. is just so, so draining. Um, oh, he actually got, he got caught up in customs coming back from Australia to America in Los Angeles. And they, he literally was like, no, I'm coming back to university. Like I punt for Virginia tech and nobody at customs believed him. So he literally picked up the phone and called like the athletic director or the coach at Virginia tech. And it's like, here, take the phone. Like I'm literally going wow. back to, uh, to United, to United States. It's just, uh, it's wild. Um, but he's, uh, he's here and, um, had a great career at Virginia Tech and lives, uh, I believe he lives either near uh, in Northern Virginia or mm -hmm. somewhere in Washington, D.C. Um, He's in Northern Virginia. But, um, That's a very specific lie if you're lying, isn't it? Uh, right, <laughs> I, exactly. If I'm going to lie, it's going to be not that good. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be vague, so you can't tra chase exactly. it up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, oh, I, I played kind of for a uni somewhere <laughs> yeah. in America, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be giving specificity no. where they can chase and everything down. else. They'll, they'll just go, it just be like, Google me, bro. Google me. Um, Google me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shaq. Uh, <laughs> Google me, Chuck. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're hip. You know, you know what, you, you know this stuff. I like that. Um, another thing. Uh, so as we wrap up, as we always do, uh, we want to give you the opportunity uh, for Sharky shout outs. Sharky's is a bar in Blacksburg. When you come to yep. Blacksburg, we will absolutely go to Sharky's, get some wings and some good beer. Um, but this is your time to, uh, you know, shout out whatever you want to shout out. And also where can we listen to you? Where can we check out some more of your content and uh, keep up to keep up to what uh, to what comedian Hamilton is up to? All right. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, so uh, I've just finished uh, the fourth season of my uh, podcast, Big Squid. It is for people who love movies, TV, music. You know, there's all sorts of guests uh, that are on. We like to do deep dives on everything from Christopher Nolan movies to uh, jazz music to, you know, TV shows, etc. So if anyone likes to hear people speaking positively and, you know, like sometimes we don't like stuff, but when we don't like stuff, we are devastated. <laughs> we are really disappointed if we didn't like stuff. So uh, that's uh, a podcast that people can find uh, wherever they listen to stuff, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, that kind of thing. Uh, my Twitter handle is JustinHamilton underscore. That is not coach. <laughs> not hard to find. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not hard to find at all. Um, and they can find things uh, at my website, justinhamilton.com.au. But uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, 
hopefully these borders will open up soon and finally have an excuse to come and hang out and watch a game together and head down to Sharky's. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. So if they have any, you know, Oh, don't worry. We got you covered. We got you covered. (laughs) I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I don't know. So have you been a lifelong vegetarian? Uh, I've been a vegetarian for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So there's no way you come to America and have a steak, right? There's, it's just not happening. Nah, that no, wouldn't be no, good no, for no. him. That wouldn't be good for him. Oh, is that? I don't know about the medical uh, impl- implications. Well, you can, it's you, funny. I, I did a corporate gig a few years ago, uh, and my flight was delayed. It was in the north of uh, Australia, in a place called Darwin, and I was in Melbourne, and it's like a six-hour flight, and my flight was delayed. And when I got there, I ran in. I, I didn't go to the hotel. I ran straight to the venue. Was getting changed in a suit, and the people there were so lovely. They said. We've got a meal for you because we know you haven't eaten. And it was a steak ribeye. And I didn't have the heart to tell them that I was vegetarian. So I ate the outside of it. Anyway, it was an interesting night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was. Wow, that's got to be quite the bodily bodily adjustment. Um, But, uh, Justin, this has been a thrill. This is by far one of the most uh, unique and one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and – Let's do some more stuff in the future. Excited to uh, promote your platform uh, and uh, continue yeah. to connect you with Hokies. I think, uh, you know, this is the start of something really cool and uh, we just appreciate yeah. you taking the time. Mate, you know what we need to do? We need to uh, pitch this as an article to The Ringer. We do go. need to pitch this as an article to The Ringer. Absolutely. Yep. I got Kevin O'Connor and I are uh, friends on LinkedIn. So I'll, I'll oh. sign into Kevin O'Connor's DMs and see if we can't make something happen. But Justin, best hey, of luck. Uh, stay, uh, stay healthy, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you uh, to both of you guys and to everyone at Hokie Nation. Not for just being so lovely. Like everyone's been great, and even one person pointed out things might not be quite as good if you start losing and uh, they don't realize you're not the coach. But I'm ready to take it on the chin. <laughs> <laughs> to wander tripping in the sand we smoke out windows drink till we can't stand but i saw you dance like you want to in my head and all that she said is oh i know just what you're thinking Take your head, it started